0: in my career, I learned that there are two words in the English language that you should never say together in sequence. And those words are the and juice. (laughs) I've never heard someone do good after they said that. Ah, Dave Chappelle hosting Saturday Night Live uh, made the monologue worth watching. You can see it on YouTube. That's where I saw it. He was defending his uh, friend Kanye West. Which is what good friends do, and Dave Chappelle is a good guy. I could hang out. I gotta hang out with Dave Chappelle all day long, and we'd agree most of the time. But I don't actually require that I agree with everybody on everything or anybody on everything, for that matter. He did. Uh, he did a uh, well. There was Russian collusion, you know. But he's a comedian after all. He's uh, not George Stephanopoulos, and. Uh, And a funny guy. He's a funny guy, and and uh, so Saturday Night Live was kind of funny for a minute. Now, a lot of the writers were protesting, right, because they don't like jokes that are funny. Uh, The writers at Saturday Night Live, so they were boycotting or protesting or doing something. And honestly, these people, these people, you know, they're anti-comedy writers. They're not even anti-comedy comedy comedy writers. They're just anti-comedy writers. And it explains why Saturday Night Live hasn't been funny in a long, long time. Of course, the Democrat Party has bred a bunch of anti-humorous people, generations of anti-comedy people. They've killed stand-up comedy. It started many years ago with uh, the left murdering comedy on college campuses, which used to be what all the stand-up comedians did. You'd travel from campus to campus until they started jeering and booing and hissing when you told jokes because they're all too sensitive, way too sensitive, you know? But Dave Chappelle is still funny. Speaking of funny, uh, here's a a funny one. Uh, This story is actually, uh, it was referenced in an article over the weekend, and I had to go research it to see if it was true, and it turned out it was. The uh, liberals in Scotland, which is another country altogether, Scotland, they, they talk like that there. They say, Scotland, and they throw logs and drink scotch whiskey and stuff. And uh, they're fun, actually. They're great, great people. I don't want to stereotype, but they're they're great. Um, it, it turns out that in Scotland, environmentalists came up with a plan to put up a bunch of windmills. So you know what they did to put up windmills? They cut down 14 million trees in Scotland. They cut down 14 million trees and then put up these Cuisinarts in the sky to chop up raptors and endangered species of birds because, you know, they uh, because they're insane. So in Scotland, which is what it's like the size of Maryland or something, it's not the biggest country in the world. It's I think it's about the size of North Carolina. And they cut down 14 environmentalists because they're environmentally conscious. They cut down 14 million trees in a tiny little uh, country like Scotland to put up windmills so they can kill birds of prey. What do you think of that? Pretty amazing. Also, environmentalists, you know how they are. Here's the, uh, the headline from over the weekend. Climate activists target and fail. They tried to glue themselves to... Edvard Munch's iconic painting, The Scream, which is kind of a more important uh, painting today than ever before, perhaps. So they, they targeted uh, Munch's, it's spelled Munch, but it's pronounced Munch, uh, his iconic painting, The Scream. And uh, they went and they tried to glue themselves to it because they're all very mentally limited, like Joe Biden and John Fetterman. John Fetterman is coming to Washington. His office will be in a bell tower, as I understand it, where he can swing back and forth clinging to the bells, uh, saying, (laughs) And uh, he's got a new chief of staff. She's a gypsy woman named Esmeralda. It should work out well. Two climate activists in Norway attempted to glue their hands to the frames of Edvard Munch's The Scream on Friday, the latest iconic artwork targeted by environmental protesters in a series of vandalism that uh, activists hope will bring attention to climate change. This is what they want, to bring attention to climate change, right? Because that's that's the thing with them. Now, uh, how is Katie Porter doing? I think she's hanging in there in her California race. Katie Porter is a Democrat member of Congress. Who is um, very unwell and should have her three children taken away from her by child protective services? But the Washington Post, Michael and I, Michael Pierce and I, were trading stories over the weekend, and the uh, at Sharm El Sheikh in Egypt, where uh, the uh, Joe Biden was, and they were talking about the weather. Hey, weather is kooky, isn't it? Huh? Uh, anybody want a drink? Can't. We're in. We're in. Uh, Actually, you can, and Sharm el-Sheikh, get a cocktail. But uh, here's the headline from the Washington Post out of Sharm el-Sheikh over the weekend. World has nine years to avert catastrophic warming, comma, study shows. Scientists, they're scientists, so they've got to be right because they're, they're men of science, and women too, and some probably in between, you know, men and women. Of science, scientists say gas projects discussed at UN climate conference would seriously threaten the world's climate goals. Right, which uh, brings us to Katie Porter and her nine-year-old girl. Uh oh, which brings us to Katie Porter and her nine-year-old girl. Well, which would normally bring us to Katie Porter and her nine-year-old girl. And then, of course, the Greta Van Funberg. I have a nine-year-old daughter. I have three kids. And I told my nine-year-old daughter that I was going to be speaking with you. And I said, what do you think about the climate change, climate change? And she said, the earth is on fire and we're all going to die soon. And I asked her how that made her feel. And she said it made her feel angry. Angry because anger is the natural response of a nine-year-old girl uh, when you uh, reassure her that the world is on fire and that she is going to die soon. And now, nine years left. But didn't we have uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez as well? Um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I think it was three years ago, she said, maybe it was four years ago, she said that we had 12 years remaining before the planet would be uninhabitable, right? We have 12 years left to cut emissions by at least 50 percent if not more and for everyone who wants to make a joke about that she's eating you may laugh but your grandkids will not what grandkids they're all going to be dead there will be no grandkids it's the apocalypse is near and these people should be standing on street corners with signs or uh, sandwich boards uh hanging over their shoulders saying the end is near because this is what they're selling Nations will likely burn through their remaining carbon budget in less than a decade. They have a carbon budget because the Democrats, you know, our budget is uh, $31 trillion in debt. So don't look to these people for budgeting techniques, okay? Okay. Remaining carbon budget in less than a decade if they do not significantly reduce greenhouse gas pollution, a new study shows. Causing the world to blow past a critical warming threshold and triggering catastrophic climate impacts. Oh, my God, we're all going to die and we have only nine years. You know what? If you're a nine-year-old girl, uh, you're going to be dead before you're 18, so there's nothing to live for. You might as well become a suicide attacker like so many Democrats. At Brett Kavanaugh's home and at the U.S. Capitol last year in 2021, three months after January 6th. And and, uh, suicide attacks, a baseball field in Alexandria, Virginia. Suicide attack uh, 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 against the police in Dallas, Texas. Suicide attack against the police in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And, of course, you know, on Earth Day, a Democrat set himself on fire, self-immolated, in front of the Supreme Court because... Uh, you know, the, the secular apocalyptos. This is the Democrat Party's apocalypse. It is apocalypse soon. Uh, that's their thing. world has nine years to avert catastrophic. Shall I whip out the 1970s Time magazine stories now on the coming Ice Age and how we had only a few years left because the armadillos were fleeting, fleeing the Ice Age? Pretty amazing stuff. Womp womp womp. Ah, uh, they are crazy, just crazy. Now, uh, here's here's speaking of crazy. Here's the story of uh, Democrats, um, and it's out of uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona, all the way to Tacoma, Philadelphia, Atlanta. Uh, uh, uh. Now, here is the um, here's the headline. Quote: It's utterly horrific. End quote. You know it's going to involve Democrats. Am I right? Neighbors react to dead fetus found near homeless encampment in Phoenix. Police say the estimated gestational age of the fetus is believed to be between 20 and 24 weeks. Well, according to the Democrat Party's timeline, I think that means it's good to go. You can you can kill it. Right. So. Apparently, somebody gave a birth uh, prematurely to a baby or something more nefarious, uh, but a 20- 20 to 24-week fetus, well, I'll just share the story with you because it's pretty gruesome. Police are searching for information on a fetus that was found dead at an area known as The Zone, Phoenix, Arizona's largest homeless encampment, but not the only one. Around 1 a.m. Saturday, a caller reported that there was a child on the roadway near 11th Avenue and Madison Street. The police spokesman said officers arrived to find a fetus had been abandoned in the area. The fetus was pronounced dead at the scene by the Phoenix uh, Fire Department. Why the fire department, you ask? Well, police said uh, the estimated gestational period of the fetus between 20 and 24 weeks, and uh, Joel Coplin's uh, home overlooks the corner uh, where they said he said I heard the helicopter. It sounded close, like it was going to land on the roof. He said, "says what happened is hard to comprehend. It's utterly horrific." He said, "They thought it was a doll at first, but it wasn't." Coplin said, "Police uh, commotion arrived and uh, asked neighbors later." told him what they'd seen, Something uh, that, that somebody was there lighting something on fire. He told me his fiance uh, came and was trying to put the fire out. There was something on fire in front because somebody had set something on fire. Then he went to stomp on it, went to stomp on it to put the fire out, realized there was a baby in there. There's a cardboard box in the middle of the street, 1 a.m., with a... Uh, you know, a half-cooked baby out of the womb and somebody put it in a cardboard box and set it on fire, set it on fire and uh, then a neighbor came out and started to stomp it out because there's a fire in front of their house and realized there was a baby in there. He saw the head, perfectly shaped head and the little arms, hands, legs, chest. He grabbed his fiancée and turned away so... So she wouldn't see it uh, and uh, said he was uh, freaked out and called 911. Wow. While heartbreaking, the neighbors said, Copland, he said, Unfortunately, it isn't surprising. Anything can happen around here, he said. We're right down here in the zone and anything and everything does happen, he said, because, you know, the Democrats are in charge. And uh, by the way, you know, you. This is uh, 20 to 24 weeks. The Democrats would say, well, that's a choice. Now, maybe putting the uh, uh, baby in a cardboard box and setting it on fire, uh, maybe that's one step too far for some Democrats. But 20 to 24 weeks, that's right in the happy zone for Democrats. Come on. What is that, 24 weeks? You're not even in the third trimester yet. That's just second trimester for Democrats. So this is fine, I think, right? Democrats surely could confirm that for me because 24 weeks is six months. That's second trimester. That's still good to go. There is no problem here. Just get a shovel, uh, scoop it up and throw it away. No problem. That's Democrat land. Yeah, also, I was looking at the uh, environmental thing, COP27 and Sharm el-Sheikh. I was in Egypt uh, once many years ago traveling with the secretary of defense and we were headed to sharm al-sheikh uh there are resorts there and um it was called off at the last minute so no we're not going to sharm al-sheikh anymore because rattle, radical islamic jihadi terrorists there are plotting to kill us all when we get there you know the secretary of defense and 32 other people on the airplane that's how that would go secretary of defense was killed and 32 other people on the airplane um but yeah, we were headed to Sharm el. I I almost made it to Sharm el Sheikh, but radical Islamic jihadi terrorists nipped it in the bud. Nipped it in the bud, as Barney Fife would say. Hey, do you have all your Christmas shopping done yet? Uh, thankfully, Eden Pure is running a crazy good deal right now, and they're extremely popular. Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier. Makes a great gift for friends and family because, you know, everybody has to deal with unwanted smelly stuff from time to time and need a way to get rid of those nasty smells. Remember, the thunderstorm uses proven oxy technology that naturally gets rid of odors like trash and litter boxes, radical leftists, and stops them from coming back. So, you know, there are no filters to buy and replace again and again. Saves you money and the hassle of having to schedule filter replacements and everything. You can hold one of these air fresheners in your hand. It's only this big. And right now, this Christmas special offer, it saves you $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack. You get three units for under 200 American. So get people something that they're actually going to use every day. Give them the gift of clean and fresh air. With a special Christmas offer, you're getting three units for under $200. So go to EdenPureDeals.com. Put in the discount code CHRIS3 to save $200. That's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is CHRIS3, and shipping is free. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is a a manhunt for a fugitive on the loose out of the University of Virginia. What's the media doing to help? There's only one. Chris Plant, The Chris Plant Show. Hey, it's Chris Plant inviting you on our 2023 sea cruise. Next June, we'll be headed to the beautiful Mediterranean, sailing from Barcelona to Portugal with stops in Ibiza, Casablanca, and more. For details, visit chrisplantcruise.com. A, I have an update on the University of Virginia, the mass shooting there, five shot. And it turns out all five shot uh, members of the UVA football team, apparently aboard a bus, makes it hard to get away. And the psychopath, who police have only said is a Democrat. They didn't really say that, I just added that, but. He, uh, he's in custody now. He's been captured by the police, who the Democrats hate and want to defund, and they attack all the time because the Democrat Party is anti-police and pro-criminal. It's uh, an unfortunate truth, but it's true nonetheless. And the, uh, the chief of police, and it was kind of an amazing moment. The chief police was giving a briefing on the manhunt for this psychopath who snapped and uh, he's a former member of the football team and apparently still a student, or was, at UVA, and the chief of police was handed a note during the briefing. Thank you, Captain. We just received information the suspect is in custody. How about that? Christopher Jones is his name. Left three dead, two injured, Uh, and now in custody. No thanks to the Democrats who would defund the police that captured him. This is The Chris Plant Show. Well, Hunter Biden, it looks like, is up to his old tricks. He's going to... What happened to his art career? Is he still the world's greatest artist? Is he still Picasso? Picasso? Getting $500,000 for slapping his hand on a a crayon thing in a McDonald's. You know, this is the casual corruption of the ruling class. But apparently he's going to do some kind of an online video thing tomorrow. And he posted a picture today and it looks like he's got a black eye. Yeah, I'm Hunter Biden. I'm an artist, and I look forward to you joining me at Roundtable Space on Twitter on Tuesday, November 15th. I look forward to seeing you there. He's an artist. He's still saying he's an artist. Join him tomorrow. And it looks like he's got a black eye. Does, is it his right eye or his left eye? His left eye. So that would be like a right hand coming from a Russian hooker or a Russian gangster or a crack dealer. Uh, probably a right hand. You know, you get the left eye, black eye, it's probably a right-hand punch, right? Of course, he could have just fallen down, too. Like Jim Sciutto in, uh, you know, in Amsterdam. Then they suspended him for falling down in Amsterdam. Nobody explained why. Now he's back, though, because he was an Obama administration official. You know how that goes. mm uh, Crime is skyrocketing in New York, and the Democrats just voted all their Democrats back in, didn't they? Yes, they did. And in D.C., they voted all the Democrats back in because they want the murder rate to go up. They want it to get higher and higher. Democrats love murder. Why do they love murder and crime so much? They should take a poll. Ask them about that. Honestly. some the matter with these people? Yeah, Hunter Biden. You know, it could just be like, you know, crackhead eyes, maybe. It's not like a big welt, but it looks like a shiner. Looks like a shiny a mouse, huh? Yeah. There he is. He's got a he's got a thing tomorrow because he's an artist. He actually says that with a straight face. Well, maybe not a straight face, but no, oh, we got that. Yeah, and the mad killer of UVA has been captured by the police, and that's good. That's a good thing. Very good. Uh all right. Let's go to uh, you know the. Uh, NBC News and the Daily Caller. First, the Daily Caller declared that the that the, um, the House House representatives is now as has been secured by the Republicans, and the rest is just process now. Right, uh, and so the Republicans are going to hold their their elections this week. Their votes where they decide who will be Speaker of the House. And all of that good stuff. Uh, many years ago now, maybe 10 years ago, when the Republicans were looking at taking over the House of Representatives and they didn't, um, and honestly, after I would say that this, this election, this midterm election season, was uh, a disaster for the Republicans. I would say it was a disaster for the Republicans. That when 75% of America believes we're on the wrong track and you can't even secure a handy lead in the House of Representatives, you know, maybe eke it out with one or two seats, and you do not seize control of the Senate. Uh, Mitch McConnell failed. The uh, Republican Senate Campaign Committee failed. The House of Representatives Republican Campaign Committee failed. The Republican National Committee failed. They say, "Oh no, we won. It does It's like we won the Super Bowl, and it doesn't matter if you win by one point. No, it does because this is not a football game. It's like if you won the Super Bowl, but at the end of the game, uh, both teams vote on who actually won the game, and the other team has more players. You know, it's not. It's not like winning the Super Bowl at all, as uh, as old Rana said. And you need. And I said this last week too. Need new leadership in the Senate. Need new leadership in the House. Need new leadership at the RNC." And uh, I would say that Kevin McCarthy, leader of the Republicans in the House, failed. I would say that clearly Mitch McConnell, uh, Republican leader in the Senate, failed catastrophically. And he should go. The turtle. It's time for the turtle to go. Turtle out. Somebody else in. You know, where is Ted Cruz? We need somebody with some brass and someone that can speak. And that means that, you know, Kevin McCarthy is probably going to be elected Speaker of the House And uh, 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 and he shouldn't be. People say he's a nice person. I don't care. It's not a popularity contest. He's not going to be prom king uh, or prom queen. You know, I've got uh, nieces and nephews and stuff in high school. And uh, one of my nieces was declared homecoming queen, but they don't call it homecoming queen anymore because the queen could be male and the king could be female. So, they have like Homecoming Blue and Homecoming Orange, or some gender neutral mental illness like this. She was Homecoming Queen, but that's not the, the title that you get now. Um, because it could be two girls or two boys, because the Democrats uh, want to molest all the children and they're gender insane. They uh, really, it's completely nuts. But in any case, back to the election of uh, Kevin McCarthy. I'm against Kevin McCarthy. Becoming Speaker of the House, if only because the title of the job is Speaker, and he's not good at speaking. We were talking about it this morning. I said if the title were Singer of the House, then I would expect the person to be able to sing, right? And when the title is Speaker of the House, I would expect them to be able to speak. And Kevin McCarthy is not good at speaking. He doesn't get an A. He doesn't get a B. He doesn't get a C. Really, he gets an F for speaking, and that uh, that's a real issue. So, you know, they're saying that um, the Republicans are going to hold the elections for the leadership in the House, and because they're boring and unimaginative, and, you know, honestly, make Steve Scalise the speaker. He was shot and nearly killed by a Bernie Sanders volunteer on a baseball field in one of their many suicide attacks, Democrat Party suicide attacks against police And Republican politicians Um, and uh, he speaks a lot better and he's passionate and he's thoughtful and he's more intelligent Uh, but being articulate I think matters when it comes to being speaker of the house and speaking for the party Kevin McCarthy is not up to the task you know we've put together uh, montages in the past of how uh, inept Kevin McCarthy is at speaking and many years ago I was reminded by our colleague Kevin recently, many years ago I said if Kevin McCarthy is made Speaker of the House, I will change my party affiliation. And because I said it maybe 10 years ago, um, it's uh, it's it's still true. It's still true today. I'm going to have to change my party affiliation to become Speaker of the House because he can't speak. He's not good at speaking at all. Uh, let's go to some uh, audio here, but they're, they're going to uh, – Also, by the way, what did Chicago had Uh, five homicides plus 20 more shot over the weekend. New York City crime rate is is, uh, galloping forward because they reelected all their Democrats from Governor Hochul on down. And um, the Democrats just want more crime and more murder and more shootings and more people being thrown in front of subway trains. So that's what they'll get. But here's my advice to you. Don't go to New York. It's not a tourist destination. And if you have to go there for business, maybe a Zoom call will do. FaceTime somebody instead. Washington, D.C., not much better. Got uh, stabbings and shootings and mentally ill people and homeless people and homeless encampments everywhere in Washington, D.C. Union Station is a calamity. Um, And, uh, you know, uh, Democrats. Oh, by the way, the the front page story at the uh, Washington Post today. At Yale, Yale is a formerly a college of some repute, suicidal students are pressed to withdraw. The suicide problem is skyrocketing at Yale and at other Ivy League schools and at colleges across the country and among young people more generally. But if you're depressed at Yale, don't tell anybody. If, uh, you know, you're on uh, drugs to fight your depression, don't tell anybody. If you've attempted suicide, don't tell anybody. If you end up in the hospital, don't tell anybody. But the hospital will narc you out to the school. And then they're, uh, they're kicking them out of school because they're depressed and they're trying to commit suicide. And the numbers are crazy. And Yale and the other colleges are like, well, get off. We don't want you on our record. Go commit suicide at home. So that's what uh, they're doing at Yale. All right, let's go, to, uh, let's go to Nanny Pelosi. Nanny Pelosi with her friend, Dana Bash. Dana Bash's ex-husband, Jeremy Bash, is one of the signatories to that fake intelligence letter that said everybody should go to prison for that. They tampered in our, the American election like we expect the CIA to do in third world elections. They did it here. They ran an information operation against the American people, and it worked. Joe Biden won, and the FBI went to Facebook and told him not to. Mark Zuckerberg gave $400 million to the Democrats. Uh, oh, by the way, there was a big firing spree going on in the Silicon Valley, and the Democrats are concerned it might jeopardize their monopoly on information in the United States. Uh, they are, at the Washington Post, concerned. Nanny Pelosi with her pal Dan Do you think Kevin McCarthy has what it takes to be Speaker of the House? <laughs> Let's just get through the election, okay? Uh, they haven't won yet. They've been measuring for draperies. They've been putting forth an agenda. They haven't won it yet. Uh, there will be judgments made within their own party, in our own parties, as to how we go forward. It's not up to me to uh, make any evaluation of, uh, I, of what their well, possibilities y- y- are. Far be it for her to have an opinion. Um, and... Uh, She, uh, uh, you know, what happened to the the body cam video? You see, the latest story out of uh, San Francisco is yet another version of events in the Paul Pelosi assault story. Now they say the police opened the door. First, there was a mysterious third person. Then Paul Pelosi himself opened the door. Now, uh, the police open the door, which I guess they just leave unlocked in a crime ridden city full of hammer wielding junkies who are nudist activists. And that's all okay. Uh, Dana Bash and her pal Nanny Pelosi. You are uniquely uh, qualified to understand what it takes to be Speaker of the House. Now we go to Newt Gingrich. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, I, does, I, does he I do. But <laughs> <laughs> no, why would I make a judgment about something that may or may not ever happen? Uh, no, I don't think he has it. You are unique. He doesn't have what it takes to be Speaker of the House. No, I. Can, <laughs> there was food stuck between her fake teeth and stuff, and uh, twenty-dollar ice cream. And um, I do. Uh, you are uniquely qualified. I do. She says. You, you mean you are? Uh, they're all mentally limited people. All these uh, Democrats, whether they be um, octogenarians, septuagenarians, or not. They're just not smart people. They're inarticulate, and so is Kevin McCarthy. And and so you're uniquely qualified. Well, no. Uh, let's go to Newt Gingrich. He's uniquely qualified, former Speaker of the House himself. Uh, Nanny Pelosi. There are all kinds of ways to exert influence. It just The Speaker has awesome power, but I will always have influence. Awesome power. Power. They love that power. Let's go to uh, Joe Biden, because his brain... Is very broken, very broken. He uh, met with uh, Xi Jinping, a ricochet rabbit, in uh, China, and um, it's uh, they. They apparently they, he thinks the two uh, most powerful nations on earth have some responsibility. As the leaders of uh, our two nations, we share responsibility, in my view, to show that China and the United States can manage our differences. Prevent competition from becoming anything ever near conflict. Um, and uh, i, I got to use that uh, Gordon Chang audio about the uh, Chinese, too, because um, Xi Jinping. The world has come to a crossroads. The world expects that China and the United States will properly handle the relationship. Got to properly handle that relationship like Hunter Biden with the, the Russians. And, um, boy, no, but wait, he said there was another Xi Jinping uh, where he said the world is at a crossroads. And uh, did you say what's in there? The world has come to a crossroads. Oh, yeah, okay, I apologize. It's just that's not Xi Jinping's actual voice. That's a nice lady who's, uh, yeah. You see, oh, the sign language interpreters at the Lion King have been fired for being white. They're doing that play. Um, which is based on William Shakespeare uh, play, who is white, and uh, then it was written by three white people and and it was produced by white people. But the, since it's uh, Lion King set in Africa, the cast is largely black, and they had two sign language interpreters, but they've been fired because they're white because the producers of the show are uh, racists. That's the. Uh, let's go to the Gordon Chang because he was on the television. Yesterday, and he had a, a smart thing or two to, to say about, you know, China. Um, Joe Biden. They announced that they've uh, they've achieved nothing from the meeting with the Chinese in Bali. There is nothing. There is no deliverable. That's the word they use. Uh, But Gordon Chang, China expert, uh, smart guy, talking about what it's going to look like when China invades Taiwan. A lot of people in Washington say that we'd have a lot of notice of China invading Taiwan. But I don't think that we would, because I believe that the first thing that China will do is to spread a disease in Taiwan and maybe other places as well. So this would be a silent start of the war. And then, of course, you know, we'd see the other things like attacks in space bringing down our satellites and all the other things. But we have a defense establishment that thinks that Chinese war planners think like American war planners. Yes. And that is definitely not the case. Spread a virus in Taiwan first. One of my best friend's sons is uh, living in Taiwan and living in Taipei right now. And uh, I actually um, made, uh, I, I sent her that video. Uh, just to put her on notice. He believes that the Chinese will use uh, uh, basically biological warfare to um, disrupt and cripple, to hobble and uh, then invade uh, bio-agents, which uh, brings us back to the origins of COVID-19, which the Democrats have not lifted a finger to look into it. In fact, they shout down anyone that does raise questions about it. What's up with that? Bing, bing, bing! Ricochet Rabbit is You're here. listening to The Chris Plant Show. The Post Millennial has the story. Caracopa election, excuse me, Maricopa election. This is Arizona, of course. Maricopa election officials launched a pack in 2021 to stop MAGA candidates. And now they're in charge of counting the votes under cover of darkness, uh, that uh, would affect the control of the Senate. Fact called pro democracy Republicans of Arizona launched their website, fighting to keep our democratic institutions alive. Yeah, an anti maga pack, and now look where we are. Honestly, um, also. Uh, it's just that the, the stuff flowing in is completely nuts. The Washington Post has a story on the, the mass shooter at, the Uv, at UVA, and their headline is, Suspected UVA gunman had troubled childhood but then flourished when he opened fire on a bus and murdered three people and, and injured two more. Let's go to uh, Lunch Bucket Joe Biden. That's our news media. The greatest threat to democracy in the United States of America. According to the New York Times, um, and, uh, also I, I got to get to this as well. Josh Hawley, Senator Josh Hawley has a Twitter account and he's right. I, I agree with Josh Hawley. The old party is dead. Time to bury it, build something new. That means out with McConnell, uh, out with, uh, RNC leadership, out with Kevin McCarthy. That means next generation, generational change. The time is now speaking of generational change. Here's Joe Biden in, um, in Bali. Well, you know what? We can't even do that. We don't have uh, time for that. Let's go to 22A. Here's Joe Biden after meeting with Xi Jinping and the Chinese. And we've lost it. You really lost it? Lost it? All right. Let's go to, um, let's go to 20. Let's go to 23. 23. Here's Joe Biden at the press conference. Um... Uh, I can't have trouble reading this. Reuters, uh, about both. Yeah, nobody knows who that is. And uh, then there's Joe Biden when he was in Cambodia. Uh, now uh, that we are back together here in Cambodia, I look forward to building uh, even stronger progress than we've already made. And I want to thank the Prime Minister of, for Colombia's leadership and the ASEAN chair. Ah, uh, yes. Colombia, Cambodia, what's the difference? John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you a 15 to 20? <laughs> you can pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search BLEAV on YouTube or wherever you listen.